0: What's up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world? You're listening to The Soundcast, the official podcast of Tracksounds.com. And on this podcast, we talk all things film, television, and video game music. I am Christopher Coleman, and joining me today is
1: Kristen Romanelli of Film Score Monthly Online.
0: And I'm Eric Woods of Cinematic Sound Radio. Today is Sunday,
2: March 18th, 2018, and this is episode 103. The Soundcast 6, Volume 6, where we talk about six of the most compelling topics in the last week from the world of film music.
0: You can find all episodes of this year's Soundcast on iTunes, Stitch Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, Acast. If you'd like to let us know what you think of the show, there are many means for you to do this. You can email us at soundcast.trackscenes.com. Eric, if you wanted to say something... How would you say it? On the um speed pike widget. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten around to installing the speed pike widget yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have in lieu of that our speak pipe widget. Ah. Ah. And, I was close. And I I've heard that the speed pike widget is, is really hard to use. That's the Canadian I'm version. De- I'm gonna I'm That's... gonna develop yes, the Canadian.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and Kristen, if you were going to like, wanted to tweet at us, uh, there's a couple ways you could do it. How would you do it?
1: Um, I would do it using the Twitter app on my phone at track sounds or, or I would capture a pigeon and. Write a note on it and attach it to its ankle and throw it towards Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's dedication. Um, the or I was looking for was at Audio Soundcast, which is our other Twitter account that oh, only has Soundcast. Right. Stuff. you have
1: a separate Soundcast Twitter now.
0: That's right. And clearly you didn't remember that either because you went straight for the messenger pigeon. <laughs> it,
1: it might tweet.
0: <laughs> it might. Mm. All the way down for 3,000 miles. <laughs> um, and then, of course, if you're on Facebook for some reason, we're on Facebook too. And you can uh, comment and dialogue there sometimes if you like to. Uh Today we're going to be discussing six things, because this is a Soundcast 6 episode, and it's actual actually Volume 6, and they're not all from the last week, but the last few weeks, because we haven't done one of these in, in, uh, since October. So it's a long time. So there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff to cover, but we're kind of talking about some recent-ish things like John Williams um, announcing his retirement from Star Wars, um, the Infinity Wars trailer music, uh, the announcement of John Favreau doing a Star Wars television series, the Dark Materials uh, reboot. So Alan Silvestri's main theme was released on YouTube. And last, we're going to talk about the isolated score from The Last Jedi um, being released uh, as well. So those are the six topics, Eric and Kristen. Uh, I'm glad to be talking about these topics with you. How are you, by Same the way? Here. Fantastic. Do you have, do you ha- are you ready for these six topics? I'm ready. Kristen, are you ready for these six topics?
1: I'm very ready.
0: Are you ready with the 10-minute alarm? We spend 10 minutes per topic. Yes. No more, no less. So sometimes we do more and less, but we're not supposed to, but we do. <laughs> Bank it. Just Bank it. Just be prepared. If we go short on one uh, news item, we'll take that extra time and use it on another topic where we get more long-winded. Um, so here we go. Let's jump into the first topic, which was John Williams announcing his retirement from the Star Wars universe. Uh, It was reported all over the place um, some days ago, and uh, there's been lots of reaction to it. In in conjunction with this, we're also going to be talking about the Guardians uh, post from the 12th of March, which started starts to ask the question well who should be john williams successor but um before we deal with that let's just deal with the question of not the question but the news of him retiring were you guys surprised at this news at all after episode nine he says i'm done no no yeah me either i mean it's still kind of like you know you kind of expect it but then when you see it in black and white and you're like oh yeah it really is coming to an end isn't it uh, it's good to know that we have an ending, though. Yeah, right. We can look forward to this as being the
2: last one, and there's no more. Uh, you know, like what if we get to the tenth or eleventh or twelfth film? We just know it, it's done. Yeah, the, the, the opus is finished. He's done nine of these films,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, now we can kind of go back to the beginning and and listen to it all and know exactly how it all developed. And I think it's fantastic. I mean, but like I said, it's not really surprising. And, and uh, yeah, I was really surprised with the amount of coverage it got i mean if he was 45 and said this then i would be like oh my god well what's wrong with him and why does he no longer want to do this but he's like 162 <laughs> years old and of course he's not gonna do any more after this yeah i mean seriously were people thinking geez man maybe when he's 97 he'll be doing star wars 12 no i think yeah. it's just so this it's so is funny. a
1: hard-earned retirement. I mean, sure.
2: sure, indeed, I, I, and it's not like he's going to stop. That's the thing. He's he's going to write gonna music Wars, for Spielberg, yeah. and and that's it. I, I think so. it's
0: for you know the kind of casual people who just know his name and know Star Wars. I guess, and I think that probably freaked them out a little bit more uh, than those of us who who pay attention to to this all the time. Um so I think that's why the mainstream media gets a hold of it. That's the only film composer's name they know aside from Hans Zimmer mm. and to hear the, and to hear his name in Star Wars and retiring, you don't hear the words retiring from Star Wars ever, right? Um in fact I don't think I've ever heard those words mm-hmm. except for my own announcement of my retirement <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so it's I think the mainstream's kind of freaked out about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I had a friend message me, someone who's not, you know film scorey and be like oh such sad news about john williams and i was like oh my god did he die (laughs) 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 no come to find out he just retired from star wars i'm like oh well yeah (laughs) naturally
0: (laughs) (laughs) it had to happen eventually yeah um so of course the and I get and again I think this is more from mainstream uh, sites and and news people and whatnot. the, the speculation because we've speculated long before his retirement on who should who should take over mm-hmm. or who might take over for him um at any given point. Uh so now it's the, since he's made the official announcement you've got sites like the Guardian um posting speculative articles about who should be his replacement? And so they posted one on the 12th of March. The link will be in the show notes. There'll be links to all any articles referenced here in the show notes. Um, and they asked the question, who who should replace him? And they've got some interesting suggestions. <laughs> I'll just run through them quickly. Uh, Alexander Depla, Mark Mothersbaugh, John Bryan, Johnny Greenwood, Keegan DeWitt. Interesting, peculiar suggestions. Did you Unless guys read this an indie article? it's film,
1: I don't think it's going to be Keegan DeWitt.
0: Uh, me either. I, I don't think any of these stand a chance except for Alexander Dubois. <laughs>
1: Then he'll get replaced by (laughs) Giacchino.
0: Yeah, yeah. Giacchino replaces Williams via DuBois. That'll be the headline. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just thought, you know, it's just another one of those lists, unfortunately, that just feels like, who are the the composers we know and who've composed something recently? Yeah, (laughs) those... that should be the person that replaces John Williams. It's
1: like, okay, I just went to Sundance and there were <laughs> yeah. Oscar nominations recently. Yeah. Write something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I was intrigued to read it as I scrolled down. I saw Alexander de Platt. I'm like, okay, I, I, I can see where they came with that. Mark Willisbaum, like, hmm, yeah, he just did Thor Ragnarok and he did a decent job, but Star Wars? John Bryan. He could have, well, he, he could have almost uh, scored
2: solo if the original director stayed up, on board. True. True. So I mean, he's not a bad choice, but um, I can't. I don't think that the guy who's writing this article is thinking the way that we're thinking. Right. Like you know, Mark Mothersbaugh doing big orchestra. They're thinking of hey, let's really make this all weird and yeah, and, and Devo like um, because obviously based on the other suggestions, it's very. My God, you would never even think of, and I don't even think any three of these composers—the the, the, the Brian's, the Greenwood's, and the DeWitts, would want anything to do with Star Wars. <laughs>
0: well, if you it's know, just if they ask in their them, wheelhouse,
2: if they yes, but it's just they're, they're just not the type of. Again, I don't want to pigeonhole composers, but my God, there's just certain composers that would, I don't think would go anywhere near Star Wars. And I don't think any of you, I mean, the, well, Johnny Greenwood, I mean, the guy is, the guy knows the or, the orchestra, but.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, would it would have really to be, to Star Wars? it'd have to be some kind of special Star Wars movie. And by special, I mean different to, to warrant uh, any of those three guys doing a score for, for sure. It. And maybe yeah. we'll get there eventually because they're going to run out of stuff. <laughs> They'd Just be doing all kinds of crazy Star Wars movies that. Maybe somehow one of these guys works. I don't know. Right, but it's like, are they picking the people who are
2: going to write the new trilogy? And that's, you know, if Ryan Johnson's on board for that, right, writing and directing. You know, is he going to pick his? What was it was his cousin his that cousin he works Nathan? with? So yeah. I was like, does he work with him? Um, yeah. Or does he realize that, you know, the, the the sound of Star Wars is really traditional symphonic orchestra then does he go to William Ross who's been working on Star Wars with John Williams mm-hmm. um, you know I, I i don't know it's really really up in there i mean we can list off a whole bunch of composers sure. but we really don't know because like Ryan Johnson's going to be the one doing this he's only worked with two composers in his entire career well and they're so different
0: and he's doing um, his own trilogy of- he's not doing 9 right. 10 or 10 11 12 right. so what is it going to be so th- yeah that's going to be a whole different Bag of noodles, uh, and then again, what does Kathleen Kennedy have to say
2: about this? Is, right. is Abrams a, a producer as well? Yeah, and, and who knows? But yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's really it is really up for grabs. It could be anybody, but but um, there, uh, the choices here outside of Dupla and maybe Mother's Bow, but I think Mother's Bow is a pretty big stretch. That there's so many names that I expected to see on a more mainstream. Uh, site like this, right. like where's Hans Zimmer's name? I thought that would be right at the top. What, For sure. um, what about
1: like Bear McCreary?
0: Sure. He does yeah, take. He does bad
1: robot stuff.
0: I, I mean, I wouldn't expect it. His, oh, he does? That's true. I wouldn't have expected his name to be here, but that does kind of make sense now. But I mean, just the big, where are the big names that you would just expect to find on any mainstream list? But clearly they're not mainstream or this person just has a very different view of what Star Wars is going to be going forward. I have no idea. But but if they're thinking these guys can do John Williams type music, mm, I don't know if all of them can, maybe. But I would be surprised if they could or would even want to. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, I, how are we doing I, I, on I'm time? Just, I'm hmm? just
1: confused about the like the three obviously indie guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It really felt Especially like the last who, choice. Who, yeah. Who do Kean, we who yeah. do we know? Who do we know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it put him down. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's just like who are the composers it's, that I know? Yeah, that's, that's
1: what, so odd. Because I only see his name ever come up for like Sundance or South by Southwest or Boston International Film Festival or
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. It's so weird. It,
2: yeah, and if you kinda of read the article, even the guys Saying like once he got into Johnny Greenwood, he's he's into like what does he say? His first line is "Be forewarned, we're now entering the realm
0: of never, never gonna, gonna happen. happen." But <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? No, so, well, this is just this is just a personal. <laughs> but why would list it be nice? this guy, Yeah, it? he doesn't really yeah. he doesn't define that really well for Star Wars specifically. Sure, um,
2: but then again, I mean, like Brian Johnson's really gonna do his own thing, um, then. He tried to do it with Last Jedi. Oh, he did he do did. it. And so, <laughs> if he's got to separate himself from the Skywalker saga, then there's, you know, there you go. There you go. Wow.
0: Uh, All right, well, let's move on then to topic number two, which is the Avengers Infinity Wars trailer hit on March 16th. The internet semi-exploded. Um, I was pretty, pretty thrilled to to check it out. I had a moment, a moment's pause. I was like, should I watch this trailer? I really liked the last one. I mean, I was going to see it whether I ever saw, I mean, going to see the movie, whether I ever saw a trailer or not. But so at this point, it's just like, how much do I want to rob myself of that experience? But I just knew there's no way with all the hubbub that would be going on Twitter that I'd be able to not. So I just went ahead and watched it right away and loved it. Thought the trailer was great. It's pretty much what I expected to see in it. There's a gazillion people in it, um, and then there's the music. Mm. And um, I think I said from the the first teaser trailer that was released that I, even though it was in that typical teaser trailer formula, I loved that how they used Sylvester's main theme and just teased it throughout. Then um, they do something similar here. But before I give my opinion on 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 it, what'd you guys think about the trailer and the music, Kristen?
1: Um, I've I've gone on about the trailer formula a couple times whenever we whenever we discuss this. Um, you know, it has the pensive piano version of a theme, and it cuts to black and silence. Then there's a line of dialogue, and then there's a revealing response. I hate it. <laughs> Like, all trailers are doing this now, and I hate it. Um, and the music was just, like, a loop of this epicized version of sylvester's theme. So I'm just like, okay, what so are you d- doing?
0: Did you not like the trailer because of the formulaic construction? Uh,
1: like, if I ignore the construction and I ignore the blurry music, then... I'm like, okay, this is, these are really cool shots. And I can't wait to see Captain Lumberjack take on Thanos. <laughs> and I, I I, am truly excited for this movie. I just, I, I hate that trailer formula so much.
0: You know, one thing is, you know, the world is still coming off of the Black Panther buzz. And it's hard to, at least for me, I find it hard to get like super revved up. For another, I mean, this is the biggest of all the Avenger movies, mm-hmm. and you know, I feel like I should be losing my mind and with excitement and anticipation, and I'm kind of not. Um, I mean, I like Black Panther; I thought it was great for a lot of a lot of reasons. Has its problems, but um, I just find it hard to rev myself up for. These so many huge tentpole movies in in such close succession. I can um, see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is like it feels like this should, movie should be happening um in May or June or something. And and well,
1: it was going to happen in May. True, but they and, they pulled it further. Back or later in May take, or something. It, but they yeah, said yeah. they did
0: it to capitalize on the Black Panther fervor, which there's plenty of Black Panther and, and, and company in this new trailer. Um, so they're clearly capitalizing on it. All but I know
1: I, is that it totally messed up my editorial calendar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't think about that kind of impact. Um, Eric, what do you think about the trailer and the music in it? Um, it seems
2: to be rather generic uh trailer just hitting all the beats of every trailer you've ever Mm -hmm. seen before um the music it's great to hear the main theme from the actual series being used and and if there's anything that you can take away from that and that i wish other trailers would do uh that would be it and so you know if you're gonna do this trailerized version of of these scores like for instance again going back to the last jedi at least at least we heard the themes from that film in the trailer so um, I appreciate that but if you strip away the melody then it's again it's just standard trailer cutting trailer noise and trailer music and I it doesn't interest me anymore the 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 art of trailer cutting mm. it's not there anymore it's mm-hmm. just a it's a formula it's paint by numbers um, the, the the film itself I'm not tr- really interested in I haven't really enjoyed the Avengers movies except maybe the first one but I really haven't caught up in all of this Uh, although i did like the one scene of uh, star lord chatting it up with uh (laughs) with tony stark Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty good those two guys i'd like to see them on screen uh, as much as possible because those are two great personalities kind of butting heads there so that would be interesting but it's just it's too it's too big it's too much uh there's just way too much to contain within a two two and a half hour movie i think and it's just going to be a load of CGI nonsense and I just don't know if I can get behind that and I don't know whether you're going to get enough out of the characters in this movie for I mean it's it's just gonna be a mess, I think. So we do have um, another
1: case of CGI face.
0: Yeah. We do? You know, and that's
1: Thanos.
0: Yeah, Thanos. Oh, well he's CGI everything. Sure. I mean not not face replacement uh, CGI face. I
1: feel like I feel like in a post planet of the apes world <laughs> mm.
0: mm-hmm. i
1: i want better from my virtual yeah. characters
0: sure yeah i agree yeah the
2: bar's been raised S- yes for
0: sure S- i don't know if cg is cg characters are really aside from the planet of the apes tr- trilogy aren't really progressing i mean one of the biggest problems i had with black panther was the cg it was awful that
1: last fight jeez
0: i mean just Awful it was like Spider Man level. Yeah. Um just and I don't mean amazing Spider Man, I certainly don't mean homecoming. I mean Sam Raimi Spider Man. Um right. just like, guys, come on. Um these things look like little rubber action figures being stretched and tossed around. It just didn't yeah. did not have weight. It just at takes all. you right out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It
2: does. Completely because, because it there was so much good in that film. Yeah. And, and I, again, watching a car chase, I'm like, well, here's a car chase, but you know what? How many of those cars are real? Yeah. And that's, you know, when you watch something like baby driver or you watch something like, you know what? I actually went back and watched it again just because it was in my uh, YouTube feed for some reason. Um, the, uh, the car chase from Terminator three. Which isn't a great movie. I haven't seen that in years. There's that. uh, It's a. Is it a fire truck? Oh yeah, it's a big
0: long truck. Yeah,
2: it's a big long chase, and it's a and it's and it's. There's some real cars being smashed up, Mm -hmm. and and that's what's interesting to me. I like seeing real stunts. If you
1: want to see a good example of practical effects versus what we have currently, go watch Jurassic Park. It holds up really well. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And but you again, don't mean Jurassic it was just, World. The technology
2: was new, right? They didn't know whether it was going to work. Yeah. And, and, and you had a director and a practical special effects guy and then the CGI people all kind of working together to make sure that it was seamless. Yeah. And I mean, I can remember seeing that trailer for the first time and watching that dinosaur walk across the screen. And I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Like sure. How did they get a dinosaur to, and I think we've discussed this before in the past. It still blows my mind. Like, my God, if something the that was trilogy, made when I was
1: 12 looks better than what they're making right. now. Like, that, yeah. that right. is wrong.
2: And, and we've discussed this before. It's just that these characters, um, it, things are happening so fast yeah. that, you know, even the impacts and the hits and the way they jump and the way they move around, they don't have weight to them. Right. And that just, you, you can just tell. And just the human brain responds to that. Yeah, going, it just knows. Hey, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And and that's the big problem having with these big spectacle movies because that's the only way you can get them done is by doing that, yeah. especially with so many people involved. It takes all and I the like
0: seeing Sorry, sorry go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say it takes all the jeopardy away because you're like mm. these aren't real people Indeed. on the screen, so why do I Indeed. I just don't care. Just get back to right. the parts where they're really there interacting with one another and right. I'll care again. Right? right. Yeah. You,
2: well, it was like the um the 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 air battle in Black Panther, as well. I'm watching that going, well, there's, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I understand what is going to happen if these, you know, ships escape, mm-hmm. but it just looked so phony and like they don't, they don't move naturally. Um, you know, for instance, like when I'm thinking about like, you know, ships or vehicles that fly, you know, go into Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. and just watch the way that they move and everything just seems natural mm-hmm. and proper yeah. and and it's the way it's supposed to be but then again i mean I, I mean that's one of the reasons why they won the academy award but just there's there's time love and care taking and they're looking at it and they're going i, I think they're taking the time you right and for this there's and that a and again it the out. problem is just like from the announcement of these movies to its eventual release date it's now 2 years instead of what normally would take 3 years mm-hmm. because you got to get it out and 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 i think you're losing a year of of pre-production of of time with these uh artists to really do great work and we're crapping all over cgi but you just think about the hundreds of people that are working on sure this. it's
0: not for lack and they are of doing, effort and
2: it's impressive it blows me away the stuff that they can do yeah i just feel like it's so bad because they're not getting enough time i think to 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 work on these things yeah. and it's it i would have a better time at the movies if i would say sequels would you know come out every three years or so instead of having what's Marvel at like number 18 in the past 18 years or even more than that. So it's just, they keep just jamming it down our throats and just a little bit more time folks. I'll wait.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree with a lot of that. Um, And I did think the music, I know we're over the, I did think the music was, I think them rapping Silvestri's main theme in man of steel Trappings was just one of the worst mm. things I've ever heard in my life. Mm. I was so distracted by, offended by it. I'm like, come on, why are you Wait, bringing that drums. mess in here? Um, it's like the two things yes. just do not belong together. And why, why are you making me thinking about Man of Steel while I'm watching what's supposed to be the um, culmination of you know a decade of Marvel movies? And you've got me thinking about Man of Steel. Now I know the score won't be at least. I pray to God it won't be anything like that. But, but still, it's very distracting to me, and I'm sure just a handful of people noticed or cared. But for me, it just made me think about something that I didn't want to think about. I should be thinking about, man, I'm so excited about this movie. But I'm thinking, why am I thinking about the, one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen in my life right now? I shouldn't be. Uh, I found that to be a big football. But I realize that very few people were thinking that. Uh, or think that when they see that trailer. Let's move on to our third story. Which is another Star Wars story, and we do have even one more after this. But um, on March 8th, it was announced that one John Favreau will be uh, writing, producing, directing a new Star Wars series, which I believe is going to be launched on their new network. Um, And so kudos to him. He's certainly put in the time and effort and, ha- and has already had involvement in the star Wars universe. Um, it was originally posted on star Again, you'll find the link if you want to read the article yourself, uh, on the, uh, in the notes, he said, uh, fa- um, he said, he's, if you told me at 11 years old that I'd be getting to tell stories in the star Wars universe, I wouldn't have believed you. I can't wait to embark on this exciting adventure. Um, what do you guys think about that announcement? Uh, it's untitled as of yet. There's no date for it as of yet, but it is going to be a live action series. What do you guys think about the the idea in general?
2: <laughs> it's, wow. it, it's it's just it's more Star Wars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, and again, I, you know, if my eleven year old self had just heard me say that um yeah. my 11 year old self would have just punched me in the face <laughs> um because i don't know I, it's just it, it's just so much it seemed like an impossible thing right
0: that there it's, ever would be uh, I, too I, much star wars
2: yeah and what uh, i just don't know what type of story they're going to tell do they do they tell like a old republic story or do they i don't i don't know yeah. i don't know um
1: I'd be really cool. It, I, I, I don't think it's enough story. for me
2: to, to, to buy into Disney's streaming uh, service. You're right. But um, I'm curious. And, and I like John Favreau's work. Yeah. And, but I just, I feel that, I mean, isn't he busy doing a whole bunch of other movies as well? Um, so I just, I mean, I, I, as much as it says executive producer, um, and I mean, is he going to be the showrunner? Um, That's what I what assume. Right? Is he just going to write the, the pilot and then move it on to somebody else? I
1: feel like so that I'm, might I'm curious be,
2: as to what his role is going to be
1: I feel like that might um, be the case like with the Orville
2: hmm. right right and 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 you know and and again it, when we're getting into to, to film music or television music I mean the best thing for us right now is that you got somebody who appreciates um, orchestral uh, Star Wars like music um, especially with somebody like John Debney mm-hmm. and Debney's doing a fine job on the Orville and um, I think that if you can bring somebody like that over who is so used to working on television earlier on in his career and even mm-hmm. now in the present. Um, I I think that if you're going for that type of Star Wars feel, then
0: John Debney is perfect. Sure. What was your reaction, Kristen?
1: Um, my first reaction was love John Favreau's films. He doesn't seem to. You know, really care about score music all that much. Um, Why do you say that? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like first Iron Man and chef and um, hey uh, I know I, will, I know I know unpopular opinion um, <laughs> I won't
0: let anyone get away with disparaging the first Iron Man score I will stand well, up for it every about, time I
2: think I think Javadi was was forced upon him because if it was up to him he would have picked Debney and that's why Debney was brought on to number two mm-hmm. sure um so but and what? Debney's worked with Favreau on everything But why, why
0: Javadi? (laughs) That just seems like a very interesting one to push.
2: I I mean, again, I think because of that that rock and roll style. And I mean, Debney is more than capable of doing that style. And he's done it before in his career. Mm -hmm. But I think they wanted somebody, I guess, who, I don't know, was going to be able to, to bring that
0: sort of sound Yeah, I and mean, that's pre game of thrones fame and everything it's just like sure hmm, i mean and I, and I, again I, I
2: don't know off the top of my head as to what he did previous that would say hey yeah he's going to be a perfect job for for iron man but um obviously he was dropped by the time the second film came around and you know favreau's worked with him on Zathora and mm-hmm. and then, uh you know jungle book yeah and whatnot so
1: Anyway, yeah, uh, sorry, my, my next I was thought Deb- was Did Debney. I say Debney. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> my next thought was Debney because, I mean, I enjoy John, John Debney an awful lot. And he's involved with the Orville, which Favreau is um, uh, executive producing. He's not like the showrunner on it. But right. so that made me think okay, well, maybe this is going to be sort of like that. Um, and I love the Orville. So. I would be okay if they did something with like a strong aesthetic like that, and if they did Old Republic, that would be cool. That would be really
0: cool. Mm, yeah, I, uh, in John Favreau's hands, I would be a little hesitant. It just doesn't mm. seem like his his thing, really. I mean, How me, so um, you know, he, he doesn't. I see Old Republic as being. A little more intense and a little slightly darker as much as I'm not looking for more dark stuff. Um, <laughs> it it just feels like it would be a little darker than he goes. You know what I mean? Mm. He seems to be on the lighter side of things. Um, it's possible for sure. Definitely possible. But I, I'd be surprised if it was that. Um, but could be. I don't know if I want... Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and sorry, what is the...
2: Um what is the show that the Game of Thrones guys are working on? Are they working on movies? Yeah, for Star Wars, or so they're working From on. As far as I
0: understand, yeah, there's going to be a movie series. And are they working on the
2: Ryan Johnson? One no, no, no. Or they doing they're something doing something else.
0: else.
1: Oh, man. Well, <laughs> there's another something else.
0: Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. We've talked about this. We've, I don't know what it was. Yeah. We talked just about it. I didn't know it whether on, it was one of, one of the episodes. We, I'm certain, we talked about this. Mm. Uh, Really about strange. yeah, about the about um, Weiss and Benioff uh, being announced and being doing something in the Star Wars universe. Pretty sure they're films. Pretty sure they're they're talking about films. So that's why I was about Old Republic. I think it was me and you, Kristen. We were talking about this um, Old Republic. You know that was like yeah, they might be that films. makes a whole lot of sense. Uh so they're writing they're writing and did. producing
2: another trilogy of movies. So it's it, they're going to be the J- Ryan Johnson trilogy and then you're going to have this trilogy. I don't trilogy. think
0: they said trilogy. I think they just said so movies.
2: Um, I have um this article again we're talking about the Guardian here so who right, knows if they're credible. Uh Game of Thrones creators will write and produce new set of Star Wars films.
0: Mm-hmm. films. Okay. Yep.
2: And um a new they said they the the creators will pilot a new Star Wars trilogy.
0: Oh, trilogy! Well, what make up your mind? Is it a series of films or just a trilogy? Or maybe they're doing a tr- oh, trilogy and there's going to be more. Three is a series of films. Too. That's true, but weird. Maybe there's more <laughs> after I mean, like, that so is, and they're is, just doing the first three. Is
2: they're going to, they're going to run out of their, you know, Star Wars story ideas. And then it's like, now we've got six films of two if different stories. If they do Old on.
0: Republic, they will never run out of story ideas. There's so much out there in that it's just interesting that they don't ask these guys to do the television series and John Favreau to do the films
2: mm-hmm. it, that, just, that just seems to make a lot more sense to me maybe
1: they really like rather- liked Revolution
0: Revolution
1: oh man nobody even remembers that show That NBC? yeah
0: I remember the name and that's it, did John Favreau do that?
1: he was an executive producer on it, okay. uh, Eric Kripke was the uh, showrunner on it
0: okay yeah yeah I don't know. I'm with you though. In terms of that's not going to be enough to get me to subscribe to whatever. Um, just right. Like, I mean, unless I hear amazing things, like "Oh, this is you and know." What are
2: the what? What else are they going to have on there? All the right? all got, the Disney eight, animated eight, stuff, films. Pixar
0: stuff, oh, Marvel true, stuff. Right? Yeah, I have a lot of back catalog stuff that I can guess. you know. And I mean, but don't we all own that stuff anyway? But, some, but I mean, anyone with any. Kids, it's they're gonna pull all their stuff from everywhere else, and, and I'm glad I'm over that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gearing up and buying the stuff that I know that I'm gonna want to watch more than once. Right, and they, yeah. and they can do whatever they want to do. But it's not, that's not enough. Not not even close. Um, uh, any other thoughts, Kristen, on on music wise for that potential for that show?
1: No.
0: No? I mean, what if it's not Debbie? There's so many other people. Um, well,
2: here's the thing. I mean, does it do something like the Orville, right? You know, is it, is it one composer? Or mm-hmm. is it like, is there a Joel McNeely coming in as well? Yeah, um, good point. You know, does it, that'd be kind of neat. It just depends. I mean, because the thing is, I guess it works for the Orville because it's yeah. episodic. Yes. Right? It, it doesn't really there's no linear story. Right,
1: it's an uh, anthology. Uh,
2: with the exception of a few subplots here and there, but yeah, it's it's very much like the old Star Trek uh, Next Generation, Generation where it doesn't necessarily have to, th- um, like the scores can be different from one episode to another. And at
0: the same time, there's so many, oh man, there's so many composers out there who, just so many. It's just, you many. know what would be
2: really neat though? It would be really neat if it was a television show that was sort of like an anthology, mm-hmm. you know? It was sort of like a Black Mirror or sort of like an Amazing Stories. It was like, you know, hour-long separate, star Wars stories that were completely
0: That'd be interesting and
2: they were like you know like or like a fan film you know like start bringing oh. some of these fan film guys in and just have them do like a an hour story like I'm not talking about produced as a fan film but I mean you know stuff like that like different stories I like, like the that.
0: anthology idea
2: you know I think that would be kind of I know I would sign up for an anthology I don't know I still wouldn't I sign would sign up for it
0: cool. but I would be interested <laughs> I would be interested <laughs> Um, if it if it is the old Republic, they'll have my attention. Even if De- uh, um, Favreau's doing it, they'll sure. definitely have my attention. Yeah. That if, would be an and I have to see a That's teaser something or something. If I see a good teaser, right. I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing yeah. Darth Bane. I think I might yeah. have to watch you can that. Have some fun with that. Yeah, for sure. Right. We'll move on to topic number four, which is the announcement that came on March 9th. Um, It's on a playlist article talking about a reboot for uh, the Dark Materials material uh, coming from, of course, being Philip Pullman's uh, fantasy series. Uh, That was done. When was that done? By 2008 or so. Uh, They did a feature film and it kind of bombed. But now it's coming back with uh, director Tom Hooper, and he's going to be doing an eight-part series for BBC One, and also I think for it'll be on Netflix as well. Um, interesting that they're rebooting it in a in a mini series sort of way, as opposed to just doing another film or sequel to that film. Uh, Kristen, what do you think about this?
1: Um, <laughs> i I know nothing about this. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the series. I'm yeah. not familiar with the prior movies. Um, There's just one movie. Yeah. Okay. You see. <laughs> um, scored
0: by Depla.
1: Scored by Depla. Okay. Yeah. Um, BBC, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. BBC One. That's key. I yep. think. Lauren Balf. As to who's going to score it. <laughs> Lauren Balf.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> you found this already. No. But that's your prediction.
1: That's my prediction.
0: Okay. Good point. Fair point.
1: I think it is a fair point. <laughs> Hi, Lauren.
0: <laughs> um, interesting. Let us
1: know when it happens.
0: Yeah. What did you think about it, um, Eric? Um, I, I
2: I briefly heard about it when the article came out earlier in the uh, the month. Now I'm thinking about it and then, you know, seeing the the word BBC and it being a, a television series, not a movie. I don't think this plot is going to be on board for yeah. this one. Um I would say that, I mean, again, he might be, who knows. Uh But I don't know if he's going to do TV. Mm. And if it's BBC, I'd be interested to hear somebody out in the UK yes. writing this. And, and it'd be wonderful if, you know, like what's David Arnold doing these mm, days? True. And Michael Price or Ben Foster, who writes incredible mm-hmm. music. Ben Foster, um, yeah. You know, there's so much great there talent is. out there. Like a Debbie, what, what's Debbie Wiseman doing? Yeah. And um, Dudley. You know, let's 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 bring some of those people on. Martin board. Phipps, um, John and, Lund. Yeah, there's so many. There's so much great talent, especially for the BBC. Debbie Wiseman, would be good um, too. although I mean, like, they've had so much success, and the BBC was the Planet Earth series. You know, so then... George Fenton. Do you start getting in Well, you can go George Fenton or do you get into how popular Hans yeah. Zimmer's collaboration was and then do you get Hans Zimmer writing the main theme for the series and then he gets a couple of his uh, newer yeah. um, RC uh, Media Ventures, Role Control uh, composers in there to write the music for the rest of the series. But, I mean, it's Tom Hooper. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll have a say as sure. to where the music sure. is going to be um, directed. I mean, yeah, Desplot it'd be it'd be it'd be incredible this would be almost like you know when Jerry Goldsmith was scoring television miniseries back in oh the 70s. yeah you know he was scoring those like big Hollywood sure. pictures and they were all fantastic so I mean yeah let's get Alexander Desplat on to do an eight-part television series and that, that'd be fantastic but again I'd be more interested in, in seeing um you know a local UK composer and especially guys like you know like David Arnold or 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 even, like, Debbie Wiseman would be magnificent.
0: Mm-hmm. There's um, one, there's one name we haven't brought up give him something to do. Um, who's, who's mm-hmm. worked with uh, Tom Hooper, and that's uh, Rob Lane, who scored uh, Merlin, and he did some good work right. on that. Um, yeah, and there's a TV vet yeah. right there. Yeah, so I think there's plenty of options. It just seems really weird that you're rebooting uh, his Dark Materials You've got Tom Hooper, who's worked with DePla so many times, and yet it's like, mm, I can't really see DePla doing that. Um, right. uh, or, or if he did, would he bring back his his music from the film? Or would he start over? It just seems like a really weird situation. Uh,
2: Another thing would be that, I mean, he works still closely with Conrad Pope. Mm. Again, DeSplot writes one episode.
0: And then, oh, I'd love for Conrad you know, Pope to do, just do the whole Conrad thing. Pope is right. Just yeah, let him write the anything. whole thing. Hmm. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think there's many
2: great opportunities for music uh, in this series. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to it.
0: I wasn't a big fan of the film or the score for that reason. I know it won. I think the, it won the best score for the IFMCA that year, didn't it? Mm, I'm almost remember. certain it did. And I was just, a lot of people I was like, like eh, really?
2: Uh, yeah. Eh.
0: It didn't really register with me. Yeah, um, which is how I feel about most Deplow scores—just kind of like, yeah, it's fine, but nothing that really just gets me excited, um, or few, very few. So, yeah, uh, an interesting one. We'll see how that all maps out. But there's, so, I mean, there's guys and gals who just labor almost in obscurity who do some really great work. Um, I think of—I think Martin Phipps did the score for. Did he do the White Queen series? I think it was him. or it was him or John Lund. I get those two mixed up all the time. But man, just some, just some great work that just doesn't hardly get any uh, accolades um, or catapult them to the next level, as maybe they're, maybe they're cool with doing just that, not to minimize that, but maybe they don't want to do big feature films, but um, there's some really talented people out there who I'd love to see their names attached to, to this thing. number five which is the reveal of Alan Silvestri's main theme for the upcoming Ready Player One film it, it was uh released on YouTube on March 15th and you're probably hearing a clip of it or just heard a clip of it um just want to react uh, or have you guys react to to Silvestri's main theme for this film does it does it uh, work for you what do you think about it uh Eric why don't you go first
2: I, I liked it. It's, it's what I expect to come out of a, a Spielberg movie. And it's great to, to hear Alan Silvestri write such an expressive, uh, theme and he's so good at it. Um, it kind of does have a little bit of a Williams vibe mm-hmm. in, it in some parts, which is fantastic, but it's nice, big, brassy. It's wonderfully recorded. Um, you know, it's, it's a melody you can hum. Um, I did feel only slightly that it was just a little corny. Mm. Um, <laughs> just it does feel like more of um. The, the only way I can I could see like a big heroic variation of this happening is during, you know, like let's say I mean I haven't read the book, so like you know, like our main if he wins or he something, wins the, yeah. the day, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's that that's very big and triumphant and 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 joyous and and, and it works. Yeah. But this is just like right in Sylvester's wheelhouse. Uh, I, I think John Williams would have done something similar. What I'm much more interested in hearing is the rest of the yeah. score to, to hear whether, you know, what themes are going to return, um, how much electronics are, are in yeah. this. Um and if I hear Rush once in this film, I'm watching <laughs> out. So uh, yeah, there's a lot riding on this movie. Sure. <laughs> so, but anyway, I lo- I love the piece that uh, Sylvester wrote. It's just it's just classic, timeless, 80s styled, um, uh, grand symphonic orchestral music, and it's it's right up my alley. So I
0: enjoyed. What do you think, Kristen? Oh,
1: God. No love for Getty Lee. No,
2: I will turn off Toronto Blue Jays baseball games <laughs> if I see him sitting behind home plate. I will. I can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the band. I think the band's fantastic. They they play. I getty mm. <laughs> just ugh, nails on the
1: chalkboard. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I um. It's Sylvester does Amblin. Um. I, I'm I'm all in for that. Everyone I who I know who has read the book, um, all hated it. Hate and the themes no hate the book oh they hate like, the book hate the book not looking forward to the movie and
0: oh. as far
1: as the movie itself is concerned i'm like ah, uh, nostalgia porn i'm not sure if like i want to deal with the people in the theater or like all of that <laughs> just being like oh there are references that i get yeah um but for this theme I may be there.
0: Oh, wow. Um, That's saying a lot. That yeah, says a lot.
1: I, I like it. I wasn't really sure what to expect when I clicked on that link. <laughs> but, oh, man. els a vestry. You just get me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I like it. It it's, it's nice to listen to. But, man, I have a hard time of putting that music over the trailer footage that I've seen. It's just like, it just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like a match. I think you're right, Eric. It, ha- it has to be... Maybe it's just the main theme. It plays over the opening credits or something, and then yeah. it returns at the yeah. end when whoever wins win I hadn't read the book either, so I don't know anything. But it seems like a vic- pretty victorious kind of piece. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time, it's just interpreted in all kinds of ways and referenced here and there, and it's mostly... Elect- I mean, I would I would expect a more, a, more of an electronic-based score, given the footage Um, at least of the game portion itself. And maybe that's exactly what it's going to do. But um, tonally, they just feel very, very different. Um, And when I hear the music on its own, I'm thinking about Back to the Future. I'm thinking about a lot of things. But And obviously, after you see the film, maybe there's a a very clear association that one can make. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I'm not blown away by it, but I think it's really good and it's... It's like, oh, you don't get to hear this kind of music very often, but I'm just trying to put it in context, and I'm having a hard time doing it with with, uh, with the visuals that I've seen. Uh, having not read the book, I am looking forward to it. I, I, I have a little bit of concern about the references, but since this story is about references, mm-hmm. I think I can stomach it. Um, I hope, I, I just hope. That Spielberg, if anyone can can do it with maybe a, a nice touch, without it just being the most obvious kind of references in the world. I know they're right in the trailer; some are right there for you to see. But I'm hoping there's some really cool things that he doesn't shine a spotlight on that you need to see it two, three times before you notice. You know mm-hmm. those little touches. That's what I'm hoping right. for. I know the obvious ones are going to be and, there, and, but
2: and didn't he take out? Any references to yes, that which is yes. horrible, and which is like yeah, it's too bad because I I would love to see Indiana Jones show yeah. up. <laughs> I mean I get I don't know whether he does in the book or not, but I mean that's 80s and that would be
0: so. I mean cool he's working. he is the 80s when it comes to pop yeah, culture. But you would almost seem like that's almost self indulgent, and
2: it's like hey, of course this is Spielberg but doing. But just
0: this. do it subtly. But if it's, it's part of the have story, have him in the background. Know, the have e- Why would you get Spielberg? Have ET get, in the background. Make a little right. ET. Musical reference, you know, I mean, just yeah. I mean, it would be so wonderful if you if you did it For with sure. a, a really deft hand. It would be it would be nice. Right. Um, so, yeah, you can find that theme on YouTube. I don't know where else it might be, but I know it's on YouTube. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the score. I mean, Sylvester is going to have some kind of month um, coming yeah. the end of this month through the end of April. Uh, yeah. It's going to be all Sylvester all the time, which hey. he
1: seems like he's had a really good time with that score, too. He, Have you talked he to would, him? No, no. He he would be posting updates on Instagram oh, all yeah. the time.
2: Yeah, He knows it's a dream come true. He yeah. knows this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime
0: opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I am looking forward to to the movie. And um, what, two weeks it comes out? Around the 30th or so? Yeah, it's in the end of the month. Yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's been dead the last couple of weeks in terms of movies to see. And uh, I had some people visiting. They're like, "Let's go see a movie." And we're looking, and it's like, mm, "Yeah, let's just rent something because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to go see right now." Um, okay, any other thoughts about Silvestri and his and his themes or his theme for Ready Player One?
1: Um, I do think it might just be a main title theme. Oh, it's it says main title theme right on the on the YouTube. But
0: so you're not thinking it's that's the way you're going to hear it in context so much
1: I don't know I mean I'm curious now I mean I I didn't I didn't even RSVP for my for the screening for it wow. because I was like eh, eh no. but now I'm rethinking that <laughs> so
0: <laughs> when's the screening I don't know must be in another week or so
1: yeah it's probably next week
0: well at least they're feeling confident with yeah it.
1: I think it is next week this week is Pacific Room.
0: to story number six which is the release of the last Star Wars The Last Jedi um, on digital and on digital what was released with it believe it or not was the isolated score uh, by one John Williams and that was brought to my attention by a Twitter user at uh, fake disco 420 on March 13th and I had not been have not been paying attention to any of the release information about the film so when he tweeted that I was like huh and uh, so I went and had a look at the site and like yeah there it is isolated score um so lots of discussion has gone on about that uh on the webs and the internets and the socials everywhere people have been talking about this and um and f- f- for a good reason on one hand and maybe not for good reason on another on the one hand there's never been a Star Wars film that has gotten an isolated score score release with it, uh, as far as I know. Um, but in terms of isolated scores, definitely not the first time that's been done. Uh, so, Kristen, what did you think about uh, this news of the isolated score for The Last Jedi? Does it excite you, or is it just kind of meh? Uh, is it something you want?
1: Um, well, I, I don't really watch movies again uh, after yeah. I've seen them a short time ago Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not really something i would you know go do anyway um
0: but for the isolated score does that part interest you
1: i don't know um i just think it's i just think it's funny that people are thinking it's gonna be like this big trend because it's been you know they've been doing this forever um twilight time has been doing it on their dvds and um Laser Disc was doing this way back in the 90s so maybe maybe this will be like a gateway drug
0: yeah well i mean the the trend the interesting trend may be hey are they going to do this for the rest of the star wars films now they you know yeah. all seven that have preceded it because that would be interesting
1: Oh, my God. What is my downstairs neighbor doing?
0: I don't know. I thought that was like Disney knocking on your door. Like. I know, right? <laughs> don't talk about this. <laughs> 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 they definitely want in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts, Eric? Um,
2: I, I was intrigued. Uh, I listened to... I mean, look, I didn't buy it. Someone actually... Hey, you want to listen to the, the Star Wars isolated score? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, there were some parts that I wanted to hear um, on its own, uh, but it it's just not a score. I've listened it to death, so I don't need to hear mm. it again. And it's not like, uh, you know, if there was Force Awakens, I would have been, yeah, because I really want to hear um, that one cue where uh, the Falcon comes out of light speed and crashes onto the, Mm-hmm. Star Killer base planet with that great variation of the of the uh, rebel fanfare, and that's kind of like the only cue that I really, really, really kind of don't have, and I would love mm-hmm. to have. Um, and if it was, you know, if it was Star Wars, if it was Empire Strikes Back, if it was Return of the Jedi, I would be like freaking out. Of course, I'd want to see that matched up to the up to the film without any dialogue or sound effects. And and the reason I, I would prefer to listen to the the original trilogy is because they're not really hacked up that mm. much, um, like you know force awakens has edits um the last jedi has edits um and of course we all know about the prequels so you know hearing isolated scores in this day and age it's tough to get a sense of really what the composer was was doing and writing for that scene because of you don't know whether that's the actual cue that he wrote and 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 whereas with the original trilogy you you get an idea with the exception of maybe i think four or five edits in empire and, and jedi combined where the, the score doesn't doesn't necessarily match and there's a few edits, but um I haven't watched the movie with the isolated score on its own and I, I struggled to get through watching the movie for a second time this past week where I literally stopped it five or six times because I was just like, I'm fed up with this and I just can't move on and it took me a while to get through an entire playing of it. I think it took me a course of two days of going, all right. <laughs> let's get through this canto bite scene. And it really, it got worse. I mean, I think we talked about this on our last Jedi discussion that it gets better with the second viewing and the third viewing. Uh, no, (laughs) but the stuff that I did like is still very interesting to me. And now that I have the digital file of the movie, I'm, I'm thinking of just cutting up the stuff that I like and combining that into a movie. I want to (laughs) watch, um, because it's, it is, it is really long. And, and what did I hear uh, John Williams wrote hundred and eighty minutes of music wow and and his idea he even knows that he goes when he's doing a Star Wars film he knows that from the opening frame to the last frame he's writing music over top of all mm. of it and uh, and I thought hundred and eighty minutes of music could you imagine I can't. um that is unreal um so yeah i I'd, I'd like to see this trend um trend like you said we've done this a million times with other movies and John Williams has a ton of isolated scores um, available on Blu-ray and and DVD as well Um, but I would like to see uh, Indiana Jones do Mm. this I'd love to see Star Mm -hmm. Wars do this those those original movies let's go back and and let's listen to that and especially with the the popularity of these concerts now where you're hearing score up against picture and I think that would be just a great idea that now with the Blu-rays you get a chance to to hear the music on its own And, and you know for whatever Ryan Johnson did to star Wars and um, you know, most of us don't like what he did. I think this is just, it's just great because this was his idea. He fell in love so much with John Williams, music that he wanted to do this for Williams and the fans to just hear how incredible the the music that he wrote for this, uh, for this film. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's fine. And I'm, I'm glad that he's, he appreciates it so much. Um, It's not enough. I don't, I'm not listening to it. I'm not buying it. I mean, it's the f- it's the first Star Wars movie I won't own. Uh, now, someone gives it to me, okay, I'm not buying it, though. Right. Um, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, I haven't listened to The Last Jedi score since January, maybe. Um, I-, I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. Not that it's not good. It's just the association is no fun. It's like, I don't want to be reminded. So... I thought it was really interesting. When I saw it, I was like, wow, why didn't you do this with any of the other ones? Um, mm-hmm. I would be more more interested in it. Um, but I do like the idea that it could maybe start, because of, especially the reaction that has been on Twitter about it, that how excited people are. It's like, I hope they're paying attention and that maybe they'll go back and, and well, you know, they're going to, re- maybe now or maybe after episode nine, there's going to be, Yet another mega release. Oh yeah, and maybe they'll do it at that time or something. Um, well, Star Wars in 4K will be huge. True, so. and if they bothered to do the original versions, I would mm-hmm. probably have to. I probably have to yeah. go with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I could not do that. Uh, I've managed to stay away from the Blu-rays of the the existing six. I didn't. I didn't get those. Um, so in hopes that they would do the original But Um, in terms of the isolated score, I w- I'd probably like to listen to it just to, just to, and to see it, you know, in context, as you said, no dialogue, no sound effects. Maybe, I don't know. That might be too painful in itself, but, um, yeah, I like what it could pretend for the future, but outside of that, you know, I'm kind of like, mm, I wish you had done this with any other star Wars <laughs> movie. I'd be mm-hmm. much more into, um, listening to it Uh, only thing I would like more would be a John Williams commentary which I know he'll never do but a full composer commentary by him on any of those movies or any movie uh, of his would be fantastic Uh, so that's my thoughts about that alright well that's going to wrap up episode 103 of, of the Soundcast, Soundcast 6, volume 6 Thanks for joining me, Kristen. How can people find and follow you online?
1: The best way to find me is on Twitter. My uh, username is kb for now That's K-B-F-O-R-N-O-W. You can find Score Monthly online at fsmonlinemag.com. Also on Twitter at fsmonlinemag. We have a new issue coming out soon. Stay tuned. What's in there? Well, I I don't want to spoil it or jinx it, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
0: Okay. Because it might not come through. Oh, gotcha. All right. Totally understand. (laughs) Totally understand. Um, Eric Woods, how can people find and follow you, and what can you tell us about your show that uh, you don't want to jinx?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh. Well, first of all, you can find me on Twitter, Cinsound Radio. Uh, check me out on Facebook at Cinematic Sound. Uh, listen to the radio show at CinematicSound.net or on Apple Podcasts. You know, you know what? If, 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 if everybody could really listen to uh, Jason Drury's interview with Mike Ross Trevor. Mm-hmm. Mike Ross Trevor was uh, a recording engineer for for Jerry Goldsmith and Bruce Broughton. He recorded stuff like his first ever film score that he ever recorded was Legend. Jerry mm-hmm. Goldsmith's Legend. Uh, he recorded uh, Tombstone. Check out... The 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 portion on Tombstone and and how much time Bruce Broughton had to write and record mm. that it was an insane schedule, but um, Mike Russ Trevor just a just a sweet guy who's pretty much retired and he recorded some legendary scores mm. so uh, check that one out and of course the interview with uh, Mike mm-hmm. um with uh, with uh, guest host Tim Burton is also. Uh, really really good so we're kind of getting into some interviews on the site I'm not doing them myself but I've got uh, Tim and Jason doing them for me and they're doing some great work and uh, there's a lot of interesting material there uh, nice on the site so check excellent
0: out. excellent um, of course you can find this show uh, soundcast on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and elsewhere if you haven't sub- subscribed yet please subscribe and if you have time give us a little star rating and review follow Kristen's model her five-star model is always the best model, but we want <laughs> honest reviews and ratings, but we, we like to recommend that model. Also, if you'd like to let, let us know your thoughts about any of these stories from today, you can do so uh, by emailing us at, at, soundcast at Um, You can hit us up on Twitter at audio soundcast or track sounds, hit us up on Facebook, or if you want to voice your opinion um, until we can get our SpeakPipe widget uh, implemented, please use our SpeakPipe widget uh, on the site, which is thesoundcast.com. Um, and I'm Christopher Coleman, and you can follow me on Twitter at C. Coleman. So until our next episode, thanks for listening to this one. And until then, may the notes be with you.
2: It's the last time we talked about
0: the last no, this show. no,
1: <laughs>
0: it, it won't be.
1: Are we Star Wars? Every time I show yet?
2: up, it's always there's always a Star Wars. There story. always is,
0: and there always will be. <laughs> Just like there's a bag ends and bag end, there'll always be another Star Wars story. <laughs> um, I mean, when can you not talk about it? It's you've got Han Solo in yeah, a it's few always, weeks. It's I there. don't think I'm going to go see yeah. it. Um, Oh, I. Will. Oh, funny thing. My, what did my son? I,
2: we were talking about Black Panther off the air, um, but he saw the trailer for Solo for the first Uh-oh. time when we to Black uh-huh. Panther, and he oh, no. lit <laughs> out to everybody to hear he, another one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's how old? And I'm like, home. I'm like, that is hilarious. How old is he? Um, but he had no idea that was Han Solo. He goes, but he goes, he goes. Is like Harrison Ford playing? I'm like, no, no, no. They got the younger version. But they had like young Harrison. I go, no, no. Someone else is playing. He goes, someone else is playing Han Solo. How, how old is your son?
0: You <laughs> see, fun. and that's like the target. And if they've yeah. got twelve year olds yeah. saying another yeah. one, it's it's too much for him. It's way too much. For, he like he has no interest
2: in watching uh, Last Jedi again. I asked mm-hmm. him. He said no. My daughter said yes because she likes Ray. Mm. Um, but she's, um, she was rather bored with it They all like Force mm-hmm. Awakens And Liam loves the original uh, Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. And of course he grew up with the prequels When he was a kid So uh, you know, he's always like Hey put on double lightsabers dad Double lightsabers um, <laughs> but, uh, but now yeah, Phantom Menace He watched that a million times um, But now it's to the point of Yeah it's too much for my 12 year old boy hmm. That's amazing Crazy Yeah it is